0: Hi, this is Bex from Gareth's Random Ramblings. You're listening to The Rob and Slim Show. Listener discretion is advised.
1: I'm back, and I'm ready to put my foot inside someone's ass! That's how it's done. In this corner, the devastating duo of mayhem, carnage, and absolute destruction, Rob
2: and Slim!
0: You're listening to Rob and Slim Interviews with Rob, Sports Am I Right, and Slim, What About
3: Politics, Internet Radio's Finest. Rob
4: and Slim Show. Hey, buddy. Hey, dude. What's up? Eric Vincent of Spicoli TV. How are you, dude? Good. How are you
5: gentlemen this evening?
4: Good, good. How's uh how's the weather down there? You're in Florida. We're we're
5: uh, freezing, dude. It's it's a brisk like in the fifties right now. It's oh. been nice seventies during the day. Wow. Yeah. We finally got a cool snap, if you will.
4: Yeah, same same with us we are like in the forties or lower. Dude, you ended your show?
5: Yeah. Um Yeah, it was a long time coming, dude. Twelve years. Wow. Um a lot of things came into play. Um, I feel like I lost my um, edge uh, as far as creativity, like, years ago. And, you know, I, the, the show was fun, but it just, this past year with the pandemic and everything, man, it just, it wasn't it wasn't as fun as it used to be, you
4: know? Yeah, I, Yeah, the pandemic is, is exhausting. Life is exhausting this past year, but I don't know. I feel like, as a broadcaster, like, it's uh, Broadcasting My Dream 2020 all the bullshit, all the fucking Trump shit, all, all the pandemic shit. I feel yeah. like, I don't, I don't know. I
5: just couldn't, I couldn't fucking do it. I couldn't
4: the, stop.
2: The, I don't know. The political
5: shit drove me nuts. I, <sighs> I, cause we're not, we were never based on a political or a religion or anything. And it just, it started infiltrating the show slowly. And it yeah. just, it's a virus. Uh, I've never, I've never even cared about
4: politics, but this fucking past few months, it's like, holy shit.
5: I, I tell you, I've I've befriended a few people on Facebook. Um, they weren't really—I mean, they were friends, but not really friends. I mean, not people you could count on if you needed anything. Mm. You know that kind of deal. But I, it 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 was just—it's been such a weird year, dude. And I was like, you know, I'm I'm reentered into high school now, and I'm trying to get my, you know, my shit together. My son needed a little more of an edge and 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 a little kick in the ass. You know, you're a parent. Oh, yeah, and. It was like i i gotta take time off and i've got to recharge my brain and,
4: yeah that's respectable i was gonna ask if you would come back but yeah definitely definitely fucking take that time take the time to do what you gotta do and yeah and if it's meant to be you will be back
5: yeah if it's meant to be i it, a lot of again a lot of things came into play i mean the computer started giving us problems again we were having problems on the streaming place we were at and And it was just like an inferno and and it just needed one more piece of fuel added to it. And and I wasn't going to be the guy that self-destructs on the air because (laughs) of someone's comment. I wasn't going to do that. I I did have one bad night where the stream dropped like five times and it was just, it was so frustrating. I mean, you put your heart and soul into every Friday night for 12 goddamn years and it's like, you know, it's, enough and 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 besides i got friends like you that keep me busy <laughs> I, I i'm finding voices i never knew i really
4: had and, oh and I, i'm having fun so. yeah that's what i was gonna say that's cool to take that break and explore some other shit but yeah no like i would have never asked you to do uh extensive other uh character with, with knowing you did your own show but now i'm like oh yeah maybe Spicoli wants to try out the drizzinator or uh the
3: great fan winkle
2: <laughs> I, 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 no, I, I,
3: that was amazing I <laughs> by the way Eric. <laughs> that's
5: so good is that what he would really sound that's the way i envisioned him yeah no it's though. perfect yeah. yeah oh
4: yeah yeah like a, a mutant version of the drizz uh arnold and
5: sly all rolled into one and that was kind of the way sly's always been and and when you, I do the, uh, 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 they just kind of verge together.
4: So. <laughs> the yo's, that's definitely a slide thing. But yeah, that's why uh, I, was it, like, I don't know which uh, uh, way to go with this. But you killed it, dude. You killed it.
3: Uh, do you think uh, you're going to explore voice acting?
5: Uh, no, I doubt it. I mean, if if the opportunity ever came aroused, but I've been doing it you know, so long and nobody's ever... Everybody's ever called and called me or anything, so fuck it. You know, what am I, gonna, I, I doubt if it'll happen now because I'm not on the air as much. But <laughs> uh, I,
4: that's a hard thing to get into too. Like you have to have an agent first of all, and there's pretty much only a, a few places like to get work doing that kind of stuff.
3: So. You, you know, what you should do. You should just do audiobook readings. Like that should be Ooh. an easy gig to get into. And I would love to hear you like doing Morgan Freeman where re- reading an entire book. <laughs> Like
5: like those ones, those ones that we were reading on our show. Like, Mar- <clears throat> Mary has a beautiful little pussy, and <laughs> she strokes the pussy every day. Did I did I mention it was a cat?
3: Yeah, I want like five hours of that. Yeah, that's okay. like five Like hours of that. Yeah.
2: I want you to read like classic. I, I want five hours of you going in between yeah. all the voices. All yeah, the voices. like I want. I want to Wait listen to.
3: I want to listen to an audio recording of The Great Gatsby read by <laughs> the Drizonator.
5: <laughs> that would be fantastic. I, I would like
4: that. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm just glad, dude. We cross paths like. We were doing it seven years, you said you were doing it 12, so, shit, I I don't know if we met you our first or second year in, but, yeah, it's been a while, like, I I can't believe you've been doing it for that long, you were, like, one of the pioneers, man
5: absolutely absolutely i mean we were when we started again we were the first guy to bring a camera into public access and and have a a live stream going at the same time they're like well what are you doing it's like well we're streaming the show oh you're already live no well now we're live in front of a worldwide audience yeah are you going to keep the website up and your backlog of episodes uh yeah I'll, i'll keep everything up i won't i won't cut it all down i mean it's you know it's up there the facebook page and everything and that has our old shows as well as the youtube page and all yeah i'll keep all that up cool cool oh man
4: <laughs> and i i know your son uh, you mentioned uh, does he ever express wanting to do something cuz my middle son always wants to like start like a youtube channel or something
5: my my youngest wants to yeah he wanted he's he's in the you know watching the youtubers and everything and he, he he's He's wanting to do videos and stuff, but he's not really sure how he's gonna get into it. So I'm trying to broaden his horizon, if you will, by starting him in editing, which is the, where I started. And of course, I'm you know I'm I'm old school, so I'm like, hey, the first program you need to get is like Movie Maker. That's what I learned. And I was like, Dad, I, I don't even think Movie is still available.
4: Yeah, that's like I use Cool Edit Pro to edit audio. Yeah. on. I don't even know and if that's the, still around. Right. And
5: or did that. <laughs> yeah and and then well I'm using this one called AVS that I paid for that has pretty much everything it has a video has audio I can I could there's like 10 different programs in one and it's it's unlimited use and and that's what I use and it's it's simple I mean it's 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 amazing what I've turned my my home desk into. It's for school work. I have a laptop now with two monitors, and now I have two soundboards in here. Wow. So it's like it's slowly turning into a home studio, if you will.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I have to keep all my stuff available at all times. You know.
4: Yeah, yeah. You have to have those options. You have to have that. It took me twenty
5: minutes to get the sound right on this stupid thing. I. It was too loud, and you know how you can uh, go to Skype and and test your audio on a a thing to make sure it's hearing it and everything, and it just sounded like shit, and then I realized, oh, your your Skype mic is up way too fucking high. (laughs) That's just audio 101. I've done
3: shit like that, like the beginning of this season, I think the whole first segment I was talking into the microphone backwards. I had the mic turned around, and it's like a one-way mic. <laughs> and I knew it sounded off. And I was like, "Why does it sound so weird?" And then, like, I pulled down the you know the cover on the mic, and I realized, oh, it's because I'm talking into the back of the mic.
5: And well, it's an omnidirectional, not a unidirectional. Yeah, so it's only pick from one. <laughs> yep. Those are small things that we learned eventually, you know. And yeah. we first got in there. I had this great, that old style drop mic and everything, and it just it picked up everything. It got so bad to where the vibration, when you walked into the wooden shed, you would hear it. And I was like, dude, we got to get that out. So we started hanging it from the ceiling and shit. And it was like, and, and you just make one little thump, and it's like, boom. And it's like, we had no idea that you could put shock absorbers on microphones and kill all that noise. We, we had no idea, you know, just learn as you go along. Yeah. Yup.
4: That's, that's how it is. That's definitely how it is. And, uh, Having done the show, Spagoli, what advice would you give somebody just starting out?
5: Have patience and um, have a little money. <laughs> it's gonna help. Yeah, uh, not a lot, but 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 have some money and some patience because you want the best equipment. Do not try to do this shit from a laptop. Laptops are okay if, but if you're getting into video, PC it all day long. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it starts. If you're just doing strictly audio, you can do it from a laptop. It's no problem. And don't cut corners on your soundboards either. I mean, but now they have great stuff. Now they they have this roadie thing. Uh, what's it called? The roadie or uh, Opie uses it, and I don't know. Um, I, man, it's I, I, badass. It's a little tiny unit. You plug the mic right into it. It's digital. Wow. And he cool. can. It, it's it's really cool. It was only like it was like uh, what. Couple hundred bucks, like three, four hundred dollars.
4: What's that one mic that's like everyone's buying? Oh, oh the Yeti, the Yeti, it's yeah. Like a USB
3: it mic because
5: it, it says Yeti on it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's a USB Dude, mic. I on spent Sh- on two, uh, $200 on two sure mics, and they're the best mics I ever had. Yeah, I
3: yeah. spent $300 on a Rode broadcaster, and I don't use it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> See? You live and
6: learn.
4: yep
3: and mainly because our show, I think, just benefits more from condenser mics. That was a dynamic microphone. Yeah. Just we kind of right. like the weird ambient noise in the background and stuff. Um,
5: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it adds a little, you know, adds a little uh,
2: character. Yeah.
5: you <laughs> know how much money I spent in Radio Shack before they went out of business? Oh, oh my God. God, and they were overpriced to begin <laughs> with. And Fuck. RCA cables and connectors and switchers and, I mean, just just very i had a i had open like an open line of credit it seemed like (laughs) they'd see me coming like here comes that guy he's
2: gonna spend 100 bucks
5: it was amazing now i got boxes of wires so if you run out of anything call me before you go buy anything i have wires galore i'll send them to you
3: (laughs) you were talking earlier about not using a a laptop when we first started and we did audio for probably a couple shows and then like right away we're like we're gonna do video we're gonna do phone calls we're gonna do like all this and i was using a laptop at the time and to export the video with that laptop, it would take like a whole day where with my PC, I can export an entire four hour show now in like 10 minutes, if that. (laughs)
5: Processors, yeah, I mean, (laughs) but that's, again, that's stuff you live and learn about because you don't know. You know, it would take me god when when we first started it would take me fucking hours just to upload the show to the stupid website and that was just audio. It wasn't even video back then. Wow. And it was like why does it take so fucking long? And it's <laughs> like, yeah, you're trying to do everything through this laptop. And and they did. They worked good for us in the beginning until you know, the people like stick cam and 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 uh what was the other one uh uh I can't even think of the name of it now it was the biggest one it was uh uh anyway it'll it'll pop in my head when i think about it we were on four different ones it seemed like we started out with uh ustream that was the original
3: that's what we were on yep. yeah we were doing ustream I think Ustream
5: was really good, and then StickCam came up, and U- StickCam was better. They offered more cameras, options, and stuff. And we went to that, and then all of a sudden, after about two years, StickCam closed down. So it was like, oh, well, back to Ustream.
2: <laughs> and then
3: Ustream closed down, or it was sold, or something weird happened with Ustream. Yeah,
5: I remember something it, happened with them. Doing that, they changed everything. You could use their broadcaster, and then after a while, you had to use an external broadcaster. And it was like, oh, what the fuck? Because nothing was working, right? It would stream for a while, and then it would quit. and Just all those glitches used to drive me nuts, yeah. dude.
3: <laughs> There's a lot of trial and error involved in doing this stuff.
5: Oh, my God. Just to get one show on the air. <laughs>
3: what uh? What did you end up using at the end? Was it
5: Vaughn? We ended up, we were using uh, Vaughn. Okay. Vaughn Live, which is really a good one. And so then, longer. of course, we once so we longer, hooked yeah. up and had Wirecast hooked to our computer, the sky was a limit. Everything was so easy to use and the video to load and effects and everything else. It was it was like, you know, the next generation. <laughs> it was like, yeah, from Star Trek to Star Trek, the next generation almost. <laughs>
3: I think after Ustream got all weird, I switched to this program called XSplit. And I fucking love XSplit because it lets you stream out to all those sites so like right now we're streaming to facebook we're streaming to Vaughn where you know I'm recording um and it's it's just such an easy interface and everything
5: yeah that's the way Wirecast was we had going out to twitch and to Vaughn at the same time as well as my website it was great, you know, and then you could intertwine whatever you want. If you wanted to play something off of YouTube, you could bring up the video yep. towards it and everything. Yep. Rob, I, I, I can tell you, I can tell you, with my secondary screen, I have you guys up in the Facebook page up on the other one, and I, I love looking at the table. You have an acquirement of drinks that oh, yes. are far superior to what I used to have. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm looking coffee and heineken and yeah, an <laughs> what, what's in the cans are those jim Beam? oh
3: those
4: are
5: No, nah,
3: those, those are my are those are my seltzer water Stupid my, seltzer. my hip, hipster seltzer water yeah that's, that's wa- water. That's he's, got
2: shit.
5: A, he's got a fucking martini glass in his hand and <laughs> yeah that's i'm drinking I love it, man. that's fantastic that brings back a lot of memories so coley <laughs> i'm
3: drinking on manhattan right now and i even got the little brandied cherry in there
5: well stick your finger out and go I'm drinking a Manhattan right now lover.
3: <laughs> I'm drinking a Manhattan right now lover. Was that
2: good? you <laughs> are.
5: <laughs> what
4: was your drink of choice on the show? Spicoli? I know you like the Snapple. Uh
2: yeah,
5: um I just like a good cold beer. I was always a fan of uh, a good uh Miller High Life before ah. before we went on the air and of course uh you know we started out with our, our uh, salute, we would do, uh, it started off with wild turkey and honey, which was really kind of rough. If you didn't stir the honey up, that yeah. 101 would kind of burn your throat. But <laughs> we moved on to like uh, different stuff, and then it eventually got to Fireball. And we did that for quite a while. And then one night, Smitty brought in a bottle of the Jack Daniels cinnamon.
2: Mm. Far better. Yeah.
5: Far better. Oh, my God. I could drink that shit like it's water, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a problem because I'm a 26 year recovering alcoholic. So, oh, you know, yeah, I... I have to watch my. I, I, I know my limitations, but yeah, yeah it's 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 funny, but yeah, the the cinnamon was pretty damn good. I I like the cinnamon whiskey for sure.
3: So, as a recovering alcoholic, you were still able to drink without falling off. Oh yeah,
5: for sure. I'm I knew my limitations. <laughs> I had yeah. a
4: friend too. Yeah, he he was in a way harder stuff, and he just decided to just start drinking one day, and he, he was okay. He said,
5: "Oh wow, yeah, so, yeah." I, I, I you know I quit uh, a lot of things in life, um, but I've quit uh, three of the major major addictions in life, and cigarettes was nothing. I was ready to quit, put them fuckers down. I haven't I haven't smoked in twenty eight years.
4: I <laughs> I didn't even drink for like ten years. Cigarettes was the only thing I
5: couldn't stop. It was nothing for me. I was so ready. Wow, I played cool. baseball, and I couldn't breathe either, so yeah. it was nice to get my wind back and be able to run bases and not fall over. Uh.
2: <laughs>
5: but uh, I don't I don't miss being hammered drunk and, and waking up the next day going, how the hell did I get home? I don't miss those. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want that. I mean, that. they were fun. Don't get me wrong. They were fun. Yeah. But it's look at your friend, and you go, who drove? Um, I don't know. It's like uh. We, we we gotta stop.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> do you still talk to Smitty? Yeah, yeah, we still talk. I it's been a, a couple of weeks or so, but uh, yeah, I still talk to him. We keep, we keep in touch. In touch.
4: Cool, cool. I didn't know if he was ever like, "Come on, man, you want to do this goddamn show again?" I'm I, I got it. It's almost like therapy sometimes too. I feel. Yeah,
5: absolutely, absolutely. Because you know, you have a week, and then you know, you just want to talk and. You know, uh, there's so many subjects that came out from us just talking in general, and so much laughter came out of that because, like, it's like, oh, we got, we really do think alike, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's it, it, helpful because he's like, well, okay, I'm not the only sick bastard in the world, <laughs>
4: you know?
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs>
4: who, uh, who are you, some of your biggest influences, too, doing the show, Eric? Uh, going back. Like, to when you first started.
5: Uh, as far as radio is concerned, I mean, I grew up around it. My aunt was pretty big in this town with some popularity. I'm not from, I, I'm sure, I don't know if you're familiar with the name Bob Lasseter. Uh, yeah, it does ring a bell. Bob Lassiter, uh, he yeah. was known as the Mad Dog back in the 80s and uh, early 90s. He was the uh, king of... Of talk radio before it really, really became popular. Yeah, it really he does sound for a while. His my my aunt was actually his uh, sidekick, if you will, and wow. listening to her and different various people in around here. Um, we had uh, you know Ron and Ron, yeah, or Ron before Bennington took off for New York. Yes. Uh, Diaz is still here. He is. So I heard the, he had come back. Diaz. Yeah, he's still he's yeah, man, good dude. I, what a great voice for radio too. I've heard that. Uh, I, I never heard I, that, that
4: old Ron and Ron show. I, I got into com and then and Fez And I still, they are always oh, one of my favorites. Always one of my yeah, favorites.
5: Stuff. I don't, you ever heard BL on their show? She calls me, you know, she got the voice. Hi, hi, Ron Bennington. Yes. Uh, she's down here. She was one of the original Hooters girls. She's, I, I used to work with her. So there's a lot of people that influenced me and, I, I always loved it, and then when I got the opportunity to get into it, it was like, yeah, I'll I'll, tr- I'll give it a whirl. Nice. You know, it's it's fun. I still listen. You know, I, I'm I'm still an Opie and Anthony fan, even though they haven't been around for so long, dude. I I still listen to the old shows. I, I listened to two of them today, and I can't get enough, <sighs> dude. They were they were the best. They were the fucking best. It was absolutely the best. You know.
3: Do you listen to any of their? side projects they're doing now, like Anthony's show, or Opie's show, or even just Jim and Sam? Jim and Sam I can't do. I cannot do do Jim and Sam at
5: all. Wow, Sam really... Sam, I like Sam, but Sam's head got a little big once he got in with the WWE. Dude, like, wow. I
2: was just
4: gonna say that yeah. he hosts like a wrestling thing. Like I, I was watching with my sons last summer. One of my sons wanted to watch. I, I don't remember what it was, AEW or whatever it was. And like I was like, oh my god, it's Sam Roberts. <laughs> and my sons were just like laughing at his huge forehead and, <laughs> and his receding hairline. And
5: I'm like, oh my god. I did the same thing. I was like, "Hey, Sam, with my camera."
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh like I just remember back in the day when they were giving him shit for uh, being late because he had his—he he got a flat tire on like uh, the George Washington Bridge and, and couldn't right. change it, but had his dad come to change <laughs> to change his tire. Like, that's... I just
5: list a whole excerpt on Sam's life and everything with his parents and his dad with the greatest snacks in the world and all that. <laughs> That's that's funny shit, man. I I I don't care how old it is or whatever. That's still funny radio. <laughs> Sam is no in
4: nowhere near uh, a fucking like top host. Like no,
2: no,
5: he's no, never, no, 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 never. No, he he's a he's a he's a second mic by all means. Yeah,
4: second, third, fourth. I'd rather yeah. hear Roland on a goddamn mic. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I like Roland's laugh, man. <laughs> Roland's laugh is. <laughs> Or Pat that's Duffy, it. you remember some of the Pat Duffy things? Oh, oh my Duffy god, was great. Yeah. Oh, the baby bird, and just that everyone hated him because he was he he was famous for getting thrown up. And <laughs> sure.
2: yeah,
4: exactly.
5: Yeah, I've, I've some of that stuff is really good. Um, my best, my favorite will always be uh, box of cocks. Oh, that, yes, that was Bill Burr. Totally funniest fucking bit I ever <sighs> heard in my life. Fuck, Fuck uh, yes. that's funny shit i mean what? it just started out as a stupid bit and turned you, into this what crazy was it thing. are you asking yeah i want to know what box of cocks right. is because so i don't ask I I box don't, of cocks not is. familiar with that <laughs> wow okay you're gonna have to go to youtube here's your homework for tonight yeah. all right i want you to youtube and look up Opie and anthony box of cocks
4: and the box Can had
5: you- free puppies on the side
4: that's all i know yeah. <laughs> that's all i
5: know <laughs> Yep, that's all you need to know, and, and watch and enjoy because um, oh. uh, Patrice O'Neill is there, and it's, I, of course, and there's another laugh I could just hear for days. Fuck. I miss him so much. Yeah. Or uh,
4: and this isn't uh, being racist, the Nigga Nazi challenge with Patrice. Absolutely,
5: that oh was so great and with it, Anthony with that stupid Nazi helmet. Nazi
4: helmet hailing a cab, and uh, Patrice out trying to get a cab, and it was like the cab stopped. More times for the Nazi than the <laughs> black guy. Wow. Yeah,
5: dude. It, yeah, that's yeah, that still was, out there.
4: That's, that's
5: really funny stuff. So, yeah. yeah, Go look those up if you get time.
4: Don't I have to. Yeah, dude. Just some great, great golden yeah. radio.
3: Yeah, because Rob had gotten me into ONA, but I heard like their last year. Yeah, they were I, I got into
4: it, and yeah, awesome. like, a few months later, they were just done. They
3: done. It's just, <laughs> it's
4: just
5: uh, there's a website that has all their old shows, and I can send you the link. Cool. it's uh it's literally every show from 2004 all the way in and there's hours and hours i mean tippy tom tributes to ev every, everything you could ever imagine they did on the show is on there and it's, yeah it's god it's funny stuff man cool
4: eric right, thank stuff.
5: you so much for talking it's always always a
4: pleasure talking to you my
5: friend. i love talking to you guys i could talk to you guys for hours you know that yeah man
4: uh do you want anyone to find you
5: yeah, they can still reach me I'm uh, uh, Spicoli on Facebook still uh, You can reach me there, Spicoli I don't do the Twitter as much, but you can send me a message on Twitter I do read it So I do if you can That's where Spicoli
4: I send the, the Twitter TMR Twitter. lines At Spicoli TV Yep,
5: awesome, that's people. the easiest way, brother
4: I,
3: I was going to ask, are you still going to be called Spicoli Or are you just Eric now? Ooh. No,
5: I still use Spicoli. I still answer to both, and I, you know, answer to that asshole. Hey, you, <laughs> uh, all the, all the good ones. So, yeah, I'll still answer to it.
4: Fuck yeah, thank you, Spicoli. You, you rock, dude.
5: It's a pleasure, brother. I, I, I love got talking to you guys, and you guys have a great evening. Slim, enjoy that cocktail.
3: I okay? will. I'm gonna, you... about to mix a. I'm gonna <laughs> about to mix one more. You know the vibes. Yeah. You know the vibes yeah <laughs> Yeah, that guy sounds just like me
4: rob and slim show hey it's chris van vliet chris van vliet four-time emmy award-winning tv host how are you chris i'm doing great how are you <laughs> really good really good in the midst of uh this past year, uh, how much of a, uh, of a wreck it's been. But, uh, dude, you're originally from uh, Canada, right? And now in L.A. That,
6: that's right. Yeah, it's uh, Toronto by way of many cities. So Toronto uh, to Vancouver, then back to Toronto, Cleveland, Miami, Cincinnati. And I just moved to L.A. four months ago.
4: What's been your favorite place that you've lived?
6: I I mean, I think uh, maybe it's like a recency bias, but I think it's got to be L.A. right now. Like, wow. I literally just got in from hiking, which is like, – okay. I mean, that sorry, that was such an L.A. thing to say. I, I just went hiking today in a – you know, but yeah, I think it's
4: probably LA. Just there's just so much going on here. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, when did you first get your start in uh, in in being a host? Because I've seen you've done so much. You've uh, you've done a lot with wrestlers. You you have an amazing YouTube channel. You you've done so much over the years.
6: Yeah. So this was this was my dream. Like growing up as a kid, this was my dream. And I remember being like four years old with a Fisher Price like caper quarter and pretending to be. radio host and that was kind of like where it all like began so in college that was like it was right out of college i got my first internship right out of college which turned into a job but like for me it was i had this epiphany in my senior year of college where like I, i had the best time in college right like i was living with four of my best friends we drank copious amounts of beer and ate lots of pizza it was it was the best time ever and i had this epiphany that When this year came to an end and I graduated, I had to like enter the quote unquote real world. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to like, you know, keep enjoying what I was doing. So my goal in that moment was to not hate my job. (laughs) And that was like that sent me down this path of like I knew I wanted to be in broadcast, but it sent me down this path of going, I'm gonna try so hard right now at twenty two years old to try to make this thing work. And if it doesn't work, at least I can look back and go, you know what? I tried and it didn't work, but you know, here I am. And, and I'm yeah. so fortunate, so grateful that it did
4: work out. Obviously it did work. Did you have a backup plan? Not really.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm I love that. being completely
6: honest. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think that that's part of it, right? It's like, yeah. if you have a backup plan, you're kind of admitting to yourself that you're going to fail. You've already lost, you know? kind you're, of, you're, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I was a communication studies major and communication studies can mean a lot of different career paths. It can be marketing and it can be uh, publicity. It can be sales. And I was just like, you know, I think broadcasting is what I want to do. And I'm going to head down that path. And if it doesn't work out, at least I can say I gave it everything I had. And then I would just figure out, you know, whatever I needed to do to pay the bills after that. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's amazing. And, uh, what was your, what what did you first realize that you, you had made it and this was going to be, this was going to be your permanent gig? Uh, well, I think I'm still trying to make it. That's definitely for sure. Um, I think,
6: I think when I got like, first of all, my, when I graduated from college, it was an internship that I like (laughs) basically lied my way into. I, uh, it (laughs) it was an hour away from my hometown and I was applying for all these internships, internships and wasn't hearing anything back and this was an hour away from my hometown, I found out the name of the general manager of the TV station. And I wrote him an email and said, Hey, I'm going to be in town next week during my spring break. I'd love to come by, take a tour of the station and, you know, chat with you about an internship. And he said, yeah, we don't really, you know, do that. We don't really give internships to people that aren't like getting a college credit for it. But you know what, if you're going to be in town, come on by. And this was a total lie. I hadn't been to this town in like 10 years. I had no plans to go to this town, but I made myself available and went to that town. So the fact that like that internship then turned into a job, and in fact, as an intern, I was reporting for them on TV. I don't know if I felt like I made it, but I certainly felt like that initial lie I told yes. to get me in the door, you know, that had paid off. And yeah. here I was now like, all my friends were working jobs that they hated and weren't getting paid very much. Well, here I was, not getting paid very much, but at least enjoying what I was doing.
4: That's know? how I got into radio back in the day. Yeah, I, I I think I took one community college course, and I was like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to college for communications. And I yeah. did an interview, and I lied. <laughs> and uh, I remember at the end of my internship, they kept because they kept me on. They did keep me, you know, same thing. I did. I did interviews, I did shows, I did live gigs and you know they were like, "Yeah, whenever you get your papers, you know, bring them in and we'll sign them." And I they asked me 3 or 4 times. So I was like, "Yeah, I'll get them," and I never brought them in. Never brought them uh, in. Oh,
6: I love it. I, I, everyone that works in media has a story like this where you like begged, borrowed and stole your way into a job. <laughs> yes.
4: It's the best. I don't know if you could do that anymore. I feel like nowadays they want like certification papers right up front. I, th- I feel well, like it's Well, I think,
6: I think what I had going for me was it wasn't the fact that, you know, I lied and said I was going to be in town. It was the fact that I was showing that I was like willing to do it. Yeah. And I think that if you, yeah. And I think that if you're willing to go out of your way and make yourself available, then I think that people start to make themselves available to you. And I just think that that, that goes for you know, really anything in life. But I think that's especially important when you're trying to get that first break
4: for yourself.
3: I think it's too like certain people can still like they'll even sift out the bullshit, and they'll be like, "Yeah, but there's a lot of ambition there, so let's give them the chance."
4: I I also remember growing up, one of my best friends' dads always said, "Yeah, it, it it's not about what you know; it's it's about the line of bullshit that you could that you can put yeah. out there. <laughs> you you got to sell the bullshit, right. like you really do."
6: Yeah, and I mean, like like I, I love watching Shark Tank, and how many times have you watched a pitch on Shark Tank where the product is very. You know, not so good. But the sharks will be like, I want to invest in you. Like I don't, your product's okay, but I want to invest in you. And that's basically what you know what we're talking about here is yeah. they're going. You know, you
4: might have lied to me, and that's okay. But I like you, and I'm going to invest in you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What um, when did you what and when and what did you win your first Emmy for, Chris? So I was in Cleveland, and I won
6: for being a TV host. Uh, which was, you know, it was a huge honor, and I'm now super grateful to be able to say I've won four Emmys. Um, three of them were for being a TV host, and one of them you mentioned earlier. I'm a big pro wrestling fan. I've interviewed a lot of pro wrestlers, and I told this story about this wrestler named Gregory Iron, who's the only wrestler in the world that wrestles despite having cerebral palsy. And it was just like this really touching story, and uh, you know, it was I was so honored that it got nominated, and then even more honored what that it won so yeah it's a pretty cool thing to be able to uh especially now that we're all doing zoom calls it's a pretty cool thing to just you know casually have a a handful of emmys sitting behind you in the show
4: I, I was gonna say by the fourth one were you like oh god this again or are were, or were you still are you still excited <laughs> uh, oh geez another one. Oh, what am i gonna
6: do with this? No, I mean, I, i'm actually nominated for one right now and i'm like it'd be so cool to be like, like, I want to win like 105 of these. That's awesome.
2: Yes.
4: I I was going to ask too, uh, having had so much uh, interaction with wrestlers, I I see you even got uh, Gangrel put his finishing move on you. Like, have you ever been intimidated talking to a wrestler or starstruck? Um, So I don't,
6: I don't know about starstruck, but intimidated, like when they put in, when they put on the character, sometimes there's this weird line of like, are they really being like this or are they being the character? And some of them that are like really good at it can really push those boundaries. And when the conversation's done and, you know, they've really pushed the boundaries and kind of, you know, not been that nice to you. You're like, are you actually like that? Or were you playing? And I think that that's like part of the allure of it is like, that's what makes them so good. In fact, in terms of being intimidated, I still get a little nervous every time uh, I'm about to interview The Rock. And, like, The The Rock's the biggest star in the world, and he's well aware of that. Yeah. But I just, I get so, I get so, not intimidated, but just nervous because he was my favorite wrestler growing up. Sam. He's, you know, the biggest star in the world, like I just mentioned. So every time I'm, like, standing outside of (laughs) the room about to do an interview with him, I'm like, oh, man, like, This means so much to, like, the 15-year-old version of me that I can't let that guy down,
4: you know? Oh, my God. We just did a story, like, a week ago. He was doing a... He was in a workout, like, I guess, swinging a chain and needed stitches, but he finished his whole workout and, like, licked the blood. Like, he's a a beast. He's a beast. He is. And he is... You know, they always say you shouldn't meet your heroes. But if your hero
6: happens to be Dwayne Johnson, you should 1,000% meet your hero because he's kind and he's funny and he's charismatic and he has this amazing star quality about him where he is self-aware enough to know that he's, you know, a massive star. And he's also self-aware enough to know that this moment means a lot to you. And he makes the moment, he turns the moment around and makes it about you. And that's just what's so cool. And it's such a rare quality I mean, in celebrities in general, but it's just a rare quality in people to see that.
4: Yeah, absolutely, yeah, just to share just to share the ball. Just, you know, I, that's it's, it's totally... I totally. was
3: wondering if in real life, is if he's like how he betrayed himself in Fighting With Your Family, where he meets Paige and her brother, and he just rips them apart, and he's like, that's what it takes to be a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> I love that
6: scene. So that's a great I scene. Interviewed, I interviewed The Rocks for Fast and Furious 6, and you know The Rock in, in that movie, and you know, he uses the line in the movie, but it's his, uh, it's his catchphrase. You know, It doesn't matter. He used it in fighting with my family. He'll ask you a question, and then as you're answering, he'll shout, It doesn't matter what you think. And it's this great moment. And it's one of his biggest catchphrases ever. So I'm interviewing him for Fast and Furious 6, and I said, well, you know, Could we set up a scenario you know, where Hobbs would say, It doesn't matter? And I'm thinking he'll like walk me through you know, the whole scene and you know, we'll, we'll make this thing happen. He goes, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, what's the scenario? I said, all right, well, you'll be driving. It doesn't matter what the scenario is. And he got me.
4: He got me good. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. I know uh, one of my sons over the past summer wanted to see Hobbs and Shaw. And, dude, I bought it for him. And, like, I, I think we watched it two or three times. Oh, it's cool. that good. Jason Statham and The Rock. It's, oh, so good! Oh, and, and look, so good. they're gonna make
6: a hundred of those movies, and yeah. I will certainly not be complaining about it, dude.
4: And I, I I had never seen, I had never previously seen any Fast and Furious, but Hobbs and Shaw was just so good. Like I want to go back and see them now.
6: Oh my gosh! Well, you need to. I think it's. Oh man, they're, they're all blurring together now. But I think it's six, where the <laughs> where I, the Rock's so. character stops a torpedo with his bare hand. You need <laughs> to see this. <laughs>
4: God damn it! Wow, oh man, uh, it, it was it was such a good good movie and just so cool. It's so cool to see my my kids that have had never seen him wrestle except for you know old clips like oh, right. just still still he's still just as cool just as cool as he's ever been.
6: Oh, it's it's crazy to think that there's people out there that aren't even aware that The Rock had a wrestling career, right? and if they are, you know, they don't realize like you know, The Rock was. You know, our generation, Paul Kogan, he was huge. Yeah. Yes. And it's just crazy to think, oh, yeah, The Rock. He's, you know, he's the guy from the Fast and Furious movies and San Andreas and <laughs> yes. Gay Watch.
4: I Watch. Um,
2: yeah, he was, yeah,
4: I guess. I, my, like I said, I mentioned my sons are into wrestling now, and I, I had an old tape of uh, The Hell in the Cell with uh, Mick Foley and Undertaker, and they were just glued the whole time. And they're like, Daddy, why isn't wrestling like this anymore? And I'm like, Because oh. it's, it's very dangerous. Like yeah. these guys put their lives on the line.
6: Yeah, I watched back that, you know, that infamous clip of (sighs) Mankind getting thrown off Hell in a Cell. And I'm like, man, if he had just gone just a few inches or a foot either way. Yeah. Yeah, he might have been either
4: seriously injured or maybe even killed. Who knows? He doesn't even remember from then on in the match. And he still did like 20 more crazy things in that match. And just, yeah, just totally out of it totally. It's amazing. Yeah. And I've, you know, I've had
6: the pleasure of chatting with Mick Foley many times. And what's crazy is the amount of, you know, punishment he's delivered to his body and chair shots He's taken to his head. He's still the sharpest guy ever. Like, you know, I, I think the first time I met him and the second time I met him were like a year apart. He remembered everything. It was like, this, this, I,
2: I'm blown away
4: by this. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I've heard of uh, uh, multiple interviews with him where, yeah, he's a really nice guy. He's a really smart guy. And yeah, he remembers. He, he he's remembers. just obsessed
3: with Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> and he of loves the Christmas. He loves, he loves he's a Christmas. Fan of the Christmas. There <laughs> he was, loves I think, Christmas a whole theme. documentary. Yeah. There was a documentary, I forget what it was called, but it was about mall Santas and Mick Foley was in it yes. as like one of the mall Santas. <laughs> no, was he seriously
6: a mall Santa? Yes, uh, yes.
3: I'll yes. to look oh i Google it real quick I for you. I have no idea. It's uh, wild. Yes. Yeah, you'll have to check out this doc. Let me, uh, let me look it up for you. Right I remember quick. it was about Please. a year or
4: two ago, Slim told me about this and he's like, you got to see this. Yeah, it's super cool. Super cool. I want to ask too, Chris, on your YouTube channel, you do some amazing stuff from car racing to skydiving to deep sea diving. Uh, has anything ever scared you? I'm I'm one of those people that looks
6: at the things that scare me and I want to run towards them. I, I think that, you know, I think a lot of people will go, "Oh, I'd never do that thing. I'm like, well, how do you? How do you know you wouldn't enjoy it? Well, I just know I wouldn't enjoy it, <laughs> and I think my whole thing is instead of saying you don't like something, at least try that thing, and then you can tell me, yeah, that wasn't for me. yeah, so I just went bungee jumping was my most recent adventure. I'm actually going to put together a full video on my YouTube channel next week about that, but yeah, I don't know like i I was I had my feet hanging over the side of this bridge. It was one hundred and twenty feet in the air below me if the bungee cord snapped was you know a very shallow river and some very large rocks and i was like yeah i'm excited like i couldn't they started counting down from five and i'm like i'm just ready to do this thing so i still have you know other things that are on my bucket list that i want to do like i want to i want to do base jumping which seems very scary to think about but my whole thing is if somebody else is capable of doing it that means i can too
4: well, I, I one of the ones that freaked me out the most. I, I think it's a recent one is the hammering, the chiropractic <laughs> hammering, dude. It's like a, a it's like a, a, a sledgehammer to the back of your neck with like a <laughs> huge nail. Yeah. it's like kind of like medieval torture when you look at
6: it. Yes. Yeah. So that was with a chiropractor named Doctor Bo Hightower, who is you know. Very famous on YouTube for giving these adjustments to huge name celebrities, like all kinds of boxers and UFC fighters and wrestlers and actors as well. And he happened to be in town. So we did an adjustment and we filmed it. And yeah, it's wild. It's one of those where like he takes your neck and before you could even think about it, like it just cracked the loudest noise you've ever heard. (laughs) And then, yeah, he does. I think it's called hammer therapy and it's like it's like a hammer and a bolt and he will like <laughs> yes. hammer out the knots. Yes. And my neck was, you know, it was pretty bad. He was like literally hammering out these knots in my neck. And I'll be honest, it was very painful as we were doing it. Okay. As soon as we were done, I felt like this immense amount of, of relief. Wow. Was wow, amazing.
4: was it almost like a body high too like afterwards like it,
6: Oh my. Yeah, yes because I mean, he was explaining, like, the whole science behind this, but, like, it was releasing, like, all these, like, endorphins and adrenaline, and, like, I, I say <laughs> I say it in the video, but he's I, I was like, I feel like I'm on drugs right now because there was just such a, a rush of all of these different, I don't know what it was, and all, all this different stuff to my brain, and I was like, wow. I need I a second to just, like, sit down and just take this all in right now
3: yes similar to like a strenuous workout routine where it's like a pain in the ass and you fucking hate it but then after it you're just up feel amazing
6: that's exactly it yeah like or or picture like you know you go in for like a swedish massage and it's like you know some tiny like you know 100 pound woman and you're like oh okay like yeah this is gonna be nothing
4: and then you leave and you're like
3: how would how did they do all
6: that? <laughs>
4: <That's crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> what a magician. <laughs> <laughs> Slim found that exactly. doc real quick, Chris. What's uh, it called? It's,
3: it's called I Am Santa Claus. It's a documentary. It's an hour and 30 minutes. It's from 2014, and it stars Mick Foley, Artie Lang, Roddy, R- Roddy, Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper. Roddy, Roddy wow. Piper. Holy Christ! I <laughs> loved Rat- Whoa. Roddy. Wow. Yep. Uh,
6: I, I I need. To, I'm gonna watch this tonight. I hope it's on Netflix. Yeah.
3: I am Santa Claus. Is what it's called. Have you ever uh, talked about
4: Roddy? Have you ever had the opportunity to talk to him, Chris? No. No, I never had the
6: pleasure to talk to him, and I mean, he's just
4: such a legend.
6: He Man, was one of my favorites sh- growing
4: up, dude. I I grew up in the '80s, and yeah, there was Hulk, and there was Roddy, but I loved Roddy more.
6: Yeah, and every, you know, if I talk to any bad guy, wrestler, any heel, everybody's inspired by Roddy Roddy Piper. Isn't it so funny that, you know, I grew up in the 80s as well. I thought his name for the longest time was Roddy Roddy Piper. I didn't realize it was Rowdy Roddy Piper.
4: (laughs) I can't be alone on this. Dude, Yeah, no, you can't be. Um, I just have always, just you mentioning that, I've always loved the heels. I've always loved the guy that everyone hates. And then I've done it just to, like piss my friends off and then about a month in i actually love that heel i don't know what it is i love a guy <laughs> that can embrace being hated and do it so amazingly
6: well every wrestler says it's so much easier to be a bad guy than it is to be a good guy wow and I, there's like yeah there's just something about like it, there's something fun about getting people to hate you because you know in your regular everyday life you know you're trying to be a nice considerate person for the most part for the most part yeah and when you're a bad guy you can do all those things that your, you know alter ego wishes that they could do <laughs> yes
4: have you ever gotten to talk to the iron sheet chris <laughs>
6: i thought, never interviewed him but i worked at a tv station when i was in toronto and he would come in frequently to do interviews with our sports guys and he <laughs> He's everything that you would expect him to be. Okay, that's what I I wanted to, I've always
4: wanted to know, because I've heard so many interviews with him, and he just seems like he is, he is the Iron Sheik, 100%, 100%.
6: That's it, yeah, and he gets it, like, he understands that, like, making fun of Hulk Hogan is uh, is his thing, and it's, I'll never forget, this was on live TV, and he's, like, talking about, just terrible stuff about Hulk Hogan, and. And the, the host was like, ah, Sheik, I don't think we can say that on TV. I, I don't, we're going to have to throw to the commercial. I and humble going him. On and on. I humble him. That's <laughs> <He's good. laughs> yes, right. Yeah. I'd humble him and call him all kinds of names. <laughs> I, I, Sheik, I'm, I'm we can't say that on TV.
4: Oh, my God. Yeah. I always pictured he is just that. He is that. What you hear is what you get.
3: So yeah, I'm curious.
4: That's, that's Iron Sheik.
6: <laughs>
3: Chris, you and Rob both come from like the, you know, you guys are 80s guys or whatever. I'm a 90s kid. And so I grew up with this peak of wrestling where it was WCW and WWF. And my guys were like Sting, Goldberg, and Diamond Dallas Page. And like, this. What? how do you guys view that like era of wrestling?
6: Ooh, that's interesting. So I... I... So I'd been a wrestling fan in the eighties, you know, kind of a casual fan, I was, but I was born in 83. So I was five, six, seven, eight when I, you know, would watch wrestling in the eighties, but then I kind of got out of it. And then it was the attitude era that really brought me back in. So Austin hey. McMahon was the big storyline of that time. And I just got sucked into all the characters that they had on raw. And, but I would watch nitro during the commercial breaks. And if I liked what was going on on nitro better, I would just end up watching Nitro for the rest of the night, but it's so interesting, man, to hear that like someone was more of a WCW fan yeah, yeah. than a WWF
4: fan. I yeah. never, I never that even that gave it a shot. Weird. I never I, gave I, it a shot. I, I, I was born '76, Chris, and yeah, I, I grew up with the '80s. I grew up with the, you know, Hulk with with Roddy, and then yeah, once my buddies uh, in my 20s got me back into, I, I feel like it was Hell in the Cell that brought me back. I was all all WWF. WWE right yeah I don't well, I don't,
1: I, I don't I know where I made this, um,
6: that Nitro was doing the cruiserweight hour so yeah. they, you know Nitro was three hours long at one point and the very first hour was just like showcasing all like the the cruiserweights and I was like this was amazing because I was always blown away by guys that could do that athletic acrobatic stuff that you know the bigger guys couldn't do yeah,
4: yeah. some of the some of the guys though that, that were on there originally like Rey Mysterio were always cool always cool yeah yeah, yeah,
6: Rey Mysterio. And, and look, crazy that we're talking about Rey Mysterio wrestling in the '90s, and Rey Mysterio is still wrestling every week right now. Still
4: every week, and his son is amazing. I I love what they've done with him. I love that stuff.
6: Yeah, no, I, I, and I had the pleasure of talking to his son Dominic Mysterio on the show like last month, and I mean, I, crazy that his first match ever. You know, for most pro wrestlers, your first match ever is like in some. Bingo hall and you know some town that you can't even pronounce. Yeah, his first match ever was against Seth Rollins, and it was at SummerSlam on pay per view. Like yes. it doesn't get any better than that.
4: No, it doesn't. Yeah, you figure you're at uh, at some local uh, middle school with Bob Ackland hosting. Right. No, you're you're at SummerSlam. <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, Chris you are, you've you been such an incredible person to talk to my friend where can everybody find you oh, a big
2: thanks to you
6: guys for having me on it's been so fun so I appreciate you guys and congratulations to you guys on what you have built here this is, this is great and I think that this is a testament to the era that we're living in right now where you can create your own show and do your own things. so congratulations you guys on that you can find me online it's at chrisfansleet V A N V L I E T. That's it. I, and uh it's also the name of my podcast, the Chris Sam Leach Show.
4: Awesome. Thank you, Chris, and thank you for just being so cool and, and responding. Like I didn't even expect you to to respond when I first messaged you. You are an awesome dude.
6: No, thank you. And like we we we, we talked like six weeks ago and then I was like, Well, I wonder if they've forgotten about me and sure enough you're like, We're still doing this? I'm like, Yes. <laughs> cool.
2: Absolutely.
4: Cool. Yeah, I, I like to have a written uh Schedule that I that that I write it in. So yeah, I'm I'm extremely anal. Very well prepared. (laughs) (laughs) That's that that, that's a good trait to have in this business. Thank you, thank you, Chris. Take care, my friend. When I'd love to do it again sometime.
6: Yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Have a great night.
4: You too, too, Chris. All right, guys. Later, Chris. We'll be back in a few. Rob and Slim Show. Hey, it's Aaron. What's good? Hey, Aaron A-Love, co-host of The Screw with Felicia Rose. How are you, dude?
0: I'm doing pretty good. I'm chill, got some jam playing, got a little bubbly going, and, nice. uh, you know, just hanging out.
4: Nice, dude. Nice, nice dude. What? Uh, uh I, I love you guys. I love your show. I, I love your... Oh, thank you. Your... Uh, Chemistry with Alicia. How did you guys meet?
0: Oh yeah, so uh, we met in college, and I mean, people could probably guess this, but we met in a human sexuality class, uh, <laughs> the psychology <laughs> of human sexuality. So uh, yeah, we met, and we were stood like sat directly across from each other, and we discovered within like thirty seconds we were the only two people in class who knew anything about sex and sexuality. So, nice, and we were fast friends after that, <laughs> talking about butt sex and oral and the whole nine yards.
4: <laughs> damn, I love that dude. Yeah, I was just gonna feel say like I feel like you guys clicked. You guys were making jokes.
0: You guys were doing it all,
4: even back then.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, we got we got closer. Um, you know, just essentially because of that class, and they were like, "Hey, the the queer alliance here is about to die." if somebody doesn't save it, it's charter expires. And they're like, would you guys like to, you know, figure it out and help us keep it alive? Oh, wow. And we're like, hell yeah, hell yeah. I mean, wow. I, I I had done some stuff like that when I was younger, so I was up for it. So we 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 set to work and now they have like some center for you know queer stuff at our old school it's it's amazing it, is, it there an a,
4: is there an a love statue there's gotta be. <laughs> right. there's gotta like you
3: be. got a legacy on though. that
4: campus there <laughs> yeah. needs to be a love at I, least a portrait I, I, at I least wish. a portrait I dude wish, you know? <laughs> yes at
0: least at least like a glory hole in like a gym <laughs> bathroom with my name on it or something
3: <laughs> right that's just like a, a <laughs> yeah. mold of your dick pops out
0: yeah <laughs> Perfect, perfect. <laughs> you, in- you gotta hit a button first. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, that's great, dude. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> oh man. And uh, how do you yeah, guys? Man. How do you guys do the show? Do you do it re- remotely or do you do it in person?
0: Well, so you know, in New York City, you know, we live in two different boroughs. I mean, we moved to New York together mm, about a decade ago. Okay. And uh, we ended up, you know, finding ourselves, one of us in Queens and one of us in, in Brooklyn. So uh, it's it's a long hike sometimes by uh, city standards. But uh, we, we do most of the shows together, you know, real cool. time, smoking blunts and drinking and yeah. carrying on. So, you <laughs> yes. know, but sometimes we do it remote. Like this COVID shit, we've, we've done a few things remotely. Just, you know, the trains are kind of scary, you know. Yeah.
4: How, how, how is expecting. New York? How is New York with the COVID? Are, are you guys looking to a second lockdown? down we're not far away we're we're in jersey ourselves
0: they closed closed the schools today yes so you know and and cuomo had his like regular breakdown on tv over something so i I have no idea
4: (laughs) i feel like he's handled it uh, i don't know i feel like even murphy i feel like our guys have handled it better than some of the other spots in the country I,
0: i i don't know it actually kind so. of sounds it, you know. Yeah. I mean, here, you know, look, it's it's a dense population. You guys know that. It's yeah. like you you you. It's hard not to bump into somebody, you know. And if yeah. you have everything, everything is squeezed in New York. It's like half as much space with twice as many people. So <laughs> it's, it's 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 not good. People got to stay at home and chill for a bit and keep yeah. those faces and noses covered because uh you know i don't want to kill my parents you know
4: (laughs) no 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 seriously yeah no it's a serious thing we gotta we gotta we gotta get it under control i hope i hope in the next uh presidential uh you know four years we can get it done i hope so
0: yeah yeah let's let's that's cross our fingers <laughs> I, you know my politics are way to the left of all that so you know i i, I like us ah, uh, you know what is that some some hashtag uh rapist against rapist in the last election yes. I, I i don't know about all that but like man it just doesn't seem like anybody's excited about anybody
2: so <laughs> let's, let's, let's cross our fingers man satan um, or beyonzebub
3: <laughs> i love i love that you said we got to keep i love that you said we got to keep those faces and noses covered oh, because my god, people yes. seem to not understand the nose part the
4: nose is always out i feel aaron or if they're on the cell phone everything's out they just have like a chin. oh diaper. my god they just have yeah. chin diapers it's
0: the worst. well you know we, we were trying to debate like you know how okay is it to like just hook up keep like the, your face mask on, you know, right. and like, you yeah. know, it should be relatively low, you know, low problem, right? If you like, you know, wash your situation, maybe like, maybe not alcohol directly on it, but you know, maybe a happy birthday song twice, you know, while you're scrubbing it. And then, and then you should be good to go.
2: Yeah.
0: But um, I don't know. I'm worried because a lot of people are getting antsy just, you know, trying not to like do anything. And, you know, it, it makes the stress you know when people can't like yeah people
3: got a buzz energy people got a buzz <laughs> <laughs> well well rob made a good point last week i was uh i was super drunk but i was editing the show and i heard a line he said that was great where he said he needed to take a piss and i said well i plan on drinking that urine and he's like well are we gonna wear a mask and i was like well i'll wear a mask and he's like well no i was gonna wear a mask on my pee hole ah. so <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
0: No, your your body is good filtration for that. It's like ninety nine point something percent pure or something. Yeah,
4: right? yeah. It's, the the pee is 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 uh, is real. It's <laughs> real pure. Yeah. Drink
0: drink drink that piss. I guess you know. If that's what you're, <laughs> you're saying you know. I don't think it's very hydrating in the end. It's got a lot of ureic acid in it. You know. That, that's oh fine, yeah.
2: yeah. No. As long as it's coming through a mask, crunching. it's all right. <laughs> uh,
4: how often do you do the show, Aaron? I I heard your latest uh, butt plug episode and I I loved it. Oh, excellent,
0: excellent. Yeah, I'm, 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 we're really happy about that show. You know, it's like we've been doing it for a while, and then COVID hit. Uh, you know, and I got married and shit. I, you know, like things were busy for a hot minute, Congrats. so it took a little hiatus. Yeah, and then like. Every time we were kind of dropping into a show, it just felt like all we're talking about is COVID and COVID and COVID and like, you know, it's like, I feel like everybody who's doing something and putting media out there, we we have like a dual thing. Like you, you want to be smart and say smart things, but you want to lift people up a little bit too and like make them hopeful a little bit or at least laugh or get turned on like one of these things. Yeah. Yeah,
4: I, I loved it too. I, I, I wanted to know for noobs, what is the most important thing to know
0: about a butt plug? <laughs> I mean, you got to be careful with those things, man. Those are some like graduate level like, ass play, you know? Um, you don't want to like tear anything. so You don't want to buy it like, too lube. big lube. and a lot of lube. A lot of lube, and you got to be careful because a lot of them don't have handles on them. So, like, I've seen people that get real relaxed and that shit, like, gets slapped up in there for a second. And that's even, that's even more dangerous. So, wow. you gotta, you gotta be careful. Get a handle. Gotta get a handle
2: on that. Yeah, you gotta
0: get a handle on that. You know, that's some advanced level shit, though, I will say. Like, I'm, I'm older. And uh, I said this is like, the first in the last two years is the first time I tried one. Like, I've been terrified of them, like, always. They look, they look something out of, like, that crazy movie with uh, uh, Al Pacino, like, something very dangerous hiding in Central Park that I don't want to fuck with. <laughs> but they're not that bad.
2: <laughs> and they're pretty
0: good. Once you get in them, they sit in a spot. Like, it's, we have prostates, right, gentlemen? Like Yeah. That's that that's something we un- under under talk about that missing like pleasure spot that has nothing to fucking do with sexuality. It's a place up in there that feel really good. <laughs> but it does. So I highly it, recommend yeah. highly recommend it.
4: <laughs> What's the biggest mistake people make though? They, they buy one too big or they buy one without a yeah. a little handle. Yeah, I think
0: people like their eyes are bigger than their ass <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you go small. You gotta, you gotta, Start small, and you gotta relax. You know, you gotta relax, breathe. You know, like almost like giving birth. I hear. You know, you gotta be careful.
3: So, do you recommend like a like alcohol or, or weed before inserting the butt plug? <laughs>
0: Well, you know, it, it's, it's whatever relaxes you, you know? <laughs> hey, you, you know, practicality-wise, I think the number one reason people are, like, unrelaxed down there is either they don't feel fucking clean down there, oh. or they, like, just, just, like, are not yet in the headspace to be doing it. And, like, I definitely yeah. don't recommend you do anything you're not in the headspace to do. So... You know, if you try it and you're not there, fucking stop. Try again next right. time.
3: So <laughs> yeah. only totally do it if it's something you really want to do. Yeah. If you're like, this is going to be yeah. awesome. But if there's a part in your brain that's like, this is going to hurt, you probably shouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I definitely say
0: don't like, don't. Start with a butt plug. If you ain't already been playing with your ass legs, that's not the first thing you should start right. with.
3: Start with a pinky. Oh, start with, start the with a pinky.
0: Oh. Right. <laughs> yeah, start with your pinky and work your way out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when you get to uh, uh, one of those, butternut squash, you're ready for the butt plug. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Do, doing I a, mean, it is Thanksgiving time, right? Yeah. <laughs> got to use seasonally appropriate vegetables. Cornucopia. <laughs>
2: Corn- is that what it's called? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Ouch. That sounds a little rough.
4: <laughs> oh, dude. Doing a sex show, A-Love, do you get a lot of uh, criticism or a lot of love? Um, I know... Uh, Just thinking of uh, friends of mine that do true crime, true crime podcasts, they get a lot of uh, criticism. Like, is it the same in in this sex
0: podcast world? I mean, I get it from both ends and not really in a good way. Like, you know, I I, I skirt that line of pretty much arguing that sexuality and, and gender are social constructs. And. Yeah, the queer community can be uncomfortable with that sometimes, and the straight community is definitely uncomfortable with that (laughs) most of the time. So, um, you know, it's uh, I get a lot of uh, questions and critiques about, you know, many of the things I talk about, but, you know, that is one of them. Um, I certainly promote the idea that we all should be looking out for each other a little bit better than we're doing, and, uh, you know, that's not really the way our society has been programmed. So that can be a tough sell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, the sex part, yeah, we we get some, you know, healthy critique, I think. But we mostly get, you know, a lot of people that say, hey, thanks for telling me about that. Or, you know, I get weird people, not weird people, but like random people from like across the world, like, Saying, hey, I have this friend who I think is, you know, doesn't feel comfortable telling us he likes guys or whatever. And those are always like kind of heartwarming. And, you know, people wanting to like help out their friends because they listen to the podcast because they mostly like. You know, want to hear Felicia, you know, talk about some dirty shit and wrestling and, and, you know, the fun stuff that she talks about. But every yeah. once in a while, we put some information through and people are like very thankful for it. So cool. it's, it's, it's mostly good stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. That, you know, you can't read fucking comments and shit or listen to other people's garbage, you know? Yeah. You got to live your truth. And uh, you know, my partner always says you gotta believe in your brand. So
4: <laughs> I, I just <laughs> have a question. It. I have a question. A love in the gay community, like, is there, a, like, do you look at another gay guy and know that that gay guy's a bottom? Like, how does that? <laughs> or no, <know> who's <laughs> I mean, a top? I know. Like, how does Dude, that work?
0: That's, it's that's, a that's a great question because this this is a thing that that plagues all of us, right? Like, we know that there are different sex acts, right? Talking and bottoming are just like positions. They don't got shit to do with shit. You can be the most femme queen out there and be a masterful top. You can be a freaking muscle bound, deep talking jock type and love to get fucked like there's no tomorrow. These things are like all undealt with masculinity shit. Like I say, play with your fucking ass. (laughs) That has nothing to do with sexuality. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, we we don't know. Well, I, I don't know. And I think most people, they want to believe that they're this or that. We can, we got to get away from these labels that restrict what we get to do in bed. Because they're a little, like, embedded in really outdated shit we copied from our parents. That,
4: yeah. That's what I feel like we got to get away from. From that old school.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? Because what is it? Is it impacting your pleasure? You know, I I am, if anything, a pleasure activist. <laughs> I wouldn't do what I do with Felicia if I wasn't like. Just we can we can't sit around and like figure out new ways to shame one another over the things we like to do in the sack. You know, and yeah. top bottom culture in the gay community is is a problem. There's a lot of like expectations and roles that people are trying to fulfill that like maybe they're not all about. Maybe they just want to get fucked. i mean it's that basic like look dude what i always tell people feminism works way 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 good for men as well as women you know the rules and the very short definitions of your existence they want to place you in like that's not freedom that's not liberation that's a fucking box and I don't think any of us want to be put in them, regardless of who we like to fuck or how we like to fuck. Like, we need to steer clear of that. Like, I always joke with my my straight friends, like, you know, why do you, why do you guys, like, let them make you out to seem like these dumb motherfuckers who are only motivated by your stomach, your dick, and sleep? Like, I've had conversations with you guys, you're fucking smart dudes. Like, why get stuck into these oh, that dated stereotypes
4: about men. <laughs> I had a friend, uh, one of my friends I used to work with was a gay black guy, and I remember one time I came into work, I forget what I said, because I, I'll make comments all all over the place, and uh, he was like, oh my God, Rob, you're such a fag, and I remember in the break room of work, I started laughing hysterically, but my friend, uh, my friend Matt, he just got so offended. He was like, "Oh my god. I'm so offended." But me, me and my friend Dana were just like laughing and I'm straight, hey love. But yeah, no, he just called me a fag and it was just it was amazing. It was amazing. Hey,
0: hey. And you felt okay with
4: that. Yes, yes. But yeah, I wasn't offended. He wasn't offended. But a third fr- party friend of ours was just totally, totally not okay with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we got to get away from, like, the respectability politics kind of world. Like, yeah. like, like allies and friends and all sorts of that mostly are well-intentioned and oftentimes get a lot of it fucking wrong, you know? But, like, if we are ready to, like, skewer and cancel everybody that got something wrong once, we're going to have to cancel ourselves, too. Because, yeah. like, or just, none of us are immune to that.
4: Just understand each other. That's why I feel like you said, uh, you know, the old school. The old school's got to go mm-hmm. away. Like, I feel like a lot of our parents or grandparents didn't have to work with gay people, you know? Like where, you know, I'm a straight guy that has worked with a gay guy for years and we we have a great relationship. We laugh, we joke, like, they have never had to deal with that.
0: Right, right, yeah. I mean, and and I even say this in queer culture, like we have, old guard mentality it's part of why like the podcasting network we've been watching is called new queer order like i i i can't abide by these like well this is the way it's always been crap any anymore we're we live in a global world where all basically can be internationally connected to anybody we want via the internet we should know something a little bit better about culture and and diversity in the world you know we we don't have an excuse anymore you know yeah you want to find facts you go look for them and get to them you know and in lieu of that we're going to bring them to you as well (laughs) because i can't you know we we live in such a I'm always amazed. We always use an example. Like the example. Like, young queer men who don't know how to clean their ass, you know? And this isn't a shame. It's like, where is the instruction manual for, for queer sexuality and queer health? You guys barely get fucking straight. Sexuality and straight health and like advice in school. There's like maybe three districts in the whole U.S. that actually have a comprehensive sex education program. Dude, I you just know, look so... at,
4: at people I work with. I'm like, oh my god, that guy's got the hairiest neck. Like, you gotta know how to shave your neck, dude. Like, but I feel like I, I I don't know. Like you saying the school districts, I feel like that's a dad failing. Your dad never said shave your neck, stupid. Like, you, right. you just look disgusting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then so we call into question, like, who's looking out for the fuck pool, right? You know, who's looking out for, for the sexual health of all the young folks coming up? Like, <clears throat> straight and gay alike. Like, you you listen to these, like, Me Too moments, and you're like, how did that even happen? How did you guys not even discuss one bit what the fuck you wanted to do with each other in bed? Why was this a mystery? You know, and I will say, I think queer folks do get that a little bit better, because, like, everything has to kind of be, like, a discussion about who you are and what you want to do and what your desires are because it's not just a given thing especially if you both have a dick you know <laughs> um, you kind of got to work that out beforehand
4: <laughs> what about the trannies do you feel like they're just cheating like you're tricking you're tricking the guys no
0: (laughs) i feel like i know y'all know better than that yeah (laughs) i do i mean like i I can't speak for trans identity i don't i don't hold it but i will say y'all can listen to uh our podcast coming out on our network not our podcast but our friend cam who's a wrestler she is uh, black trans female living up in Rochester, and she is going to educate a whole lot of fucking people about the trans experience. So, cool. Uh, cool. It's, uh, Tranos and the lived experience is going to be coming out the last week in November. So,
2: nice.
0: you guys should listen to that because, um, you know, it's, it's going to be different for everybody. And this is what I mean the labels, the boxes, they don't do us any good. You, I don't think any two trans individuals can tell you they've had the same experience,
2: you know? Yeah.
0: It's, it's, It's really just about if the world is not binary, if it's not black and white, then everything is possible. You know, if we're all like focusing things around our health and the health of others, we're going to live and adjust the moral society. Health is a great way to measure like how to treat people. Is what you're doing to them healthy? Are what you're doing to yourself healthy? No? Well, maybe like let's focus on that. We live in a system of, a healthcare system that
2: spends
0: <laughs> an awful lot of money for very little like actual population health. We should all scratch our heads and say, Hey, that's fucked up. We're not really a healthy and caring society, but we got a million and one rules to keep people's mouths shut. So like, you know, maybe we need a big reprioritizing.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Hey Love, are you a wrestling fan? <clears throat>
0: Um, you know, I have to be now, like, and then and, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I have like always like, you know, I grew up in the 80s, you know, wrestling was like, you know, getting hot and like Hulk Hogan and all of these people were like, you know, becoming household names and the convention centers were having their things. And, you know, I never I, I think it was something that my parents didn't really let me watch because they thought it was, you know, a little like violent or pointless or something. I don't know. Um, I don't remember how it was moralized at me. But, you know, when I met Felicia, you know, she had, like, a healthy love for it. And, yeah, I had other friends and older cousins really into it. So, you know, I started paying attention and kind of trying to understand it organizationally. Um And I'm like, Oh, it made sense. Uh, I had a good friend that wrote an, actually an academic book about the wrestling in the world mm-hmm. and the socioeconomics of it and all these other very interesting things that like tell an even cooler tale about wrestling. So I'm able to like look at it now and like appreciate it from many different ways and seeing people trying to like burst out like queer wrestlers and trans wrestlers and the, the intergender wrestling. I think these are amazing things i think it seems to me in a very short time wrestling has you know actually evolved you know yes. pretty fast like these aren't things in your regular national sports that you're seeing happen certainly not intergender intergender basketball or baseball or any of that stuff right yeah so to see you know this occurring here yeah it's it's there's a lot of conservatism i mean i will tell you this i definitely recognize like the whole machismo shit and like definitely a lot of bullshit against women and, and queer folks and people of color. So, you know, it's got problems, but you know, the people within it, you know, the workers and, and, and their support definitely seem to be pushing at those boundaries and those themes. So, you know, that's made it a very interesting experience for me. I, I definitely won't lie there. Cool.
4: Cool. Hey love dude. It's been great talking to you, my friend. We're going to
0: find you. You're, you're amazing. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Y'all should come on our podcast.
4: I'd love to. I would love to. Definitely awesome. uh, let me know.
0: Let me know about that. We will, we will set that up. Most definitely.
3: When, where, where can everybody find you, I love?
0: Um, so I'm, um, I'm on Twitter at a love. Um, I'm, you know, obviously the screw NYC. Um, I'm there and I'm on, uh, Instagram at a love dirty. So check me out. Awesome. Thank you, my friend. All right. Peace guys. Thank you.
4: Peace. Have a good
2: dude.
4: Night. Cool. cool. We'll be back with Frankie. Yeah. yeah. Friends. I think that was like Frankie Peter. and friends, Frankie and friends, Frankie. What's up? You Great. Great, great, great. How are you, Good. Frankie? How is,
1: uh, how cold is it up there? It's very cold City, Sydney, Nova Scotia right now. It's cold in New Jersey right now. And a lot of people are leaving Instagram because of, because of Facebook took over Instagram. Instagram changed a lot of things. Oh, over. is
4: that what it is? I couldn't even upload a video of the Drizz earlier, and the Drizz has a lot to say.
3: Uh, yo, what's up, Frankie? How you doing today?
1: I'm doing great so far. A lot no, of people leave awesome the Instagram
3: too. because, and people can't even make it. Mm. phone call on
2: Instagram
4: anymore. I can't even make a, a video on there. Yeah, my my
3: my views and my numbers and stuff—they've gone down. They've on gone Instagram. way down.
4: They're plummeting on Instagram. I keep yeah, it's them. no
3: good. It's all because of the change. Like it's not good. You lose fans and stuff because because what? Because Instagram wants to be different, and I gotta no, lose fans. No, because Facebook wants to be Instagram. Yeah, because Facebook wants to be Instagram, and now yeah. I gotta lose fans. Instagram. Yeah, it's not cool.
4: It's not cool.
1: That's why people are leaving because those companies are taking over. That's
4: a lot of companies.
3: Yeah, corporate America. It's not cool.
4: That's a lot of drizzling. How? Uh, how, What do you have planned for Thanksgiving, Frankie?
1: My Thanksgiving is last month. That's second Monday yeah. in October. I already had my last month. Just a couple yeah. weeks before Halloween. So you you
3: gotta... had your last month? Like the end of the world last month or something?
1: My Thanksgiving was.
3: Yeah, I thought you gotta slow it down for me.
1: My Thanksgiving was Monday, October the 12th,
3: 2020. Yo, did you fry a pumpkin? No, I
1: just had turkey, broccoli, carrots, and potatoes.
3: I didn't have that yet. Why don't I get that? What about candy?
1: Candy. My Thanksgiving was October
3: the twelfth. Yeah, fall down again. I'm sorry. When was your Thanksgiving?
1: October the twelfth. What's
4: your All favorite right. Thanksgiving food?
1: Turkey, potatoes, carrots, broccoli.
4: <laughs> Broccoli's good. I love broccoli, even though it makes me yeah. fart a little bit.
1: You about food stop to me. What
3: well, about the love. stuffing. you like the stuffing? I don't
4: like bread stuffing. I love the meat stuffing.
3: Yeah, I, I like stuffing. Too. Yeah, what's on gravy? What's your favorite gravy? you like the beef gravy or the turkey gravy? Well, or like that chicken gravy. gravy? Yeah, I beef like a good beefy gravy. Beef
4: good gravy. What about your uh, world tour, Frankie? I'll
1: be going on to every it's country good. in the world on the world tour. When? Anytime soon.
4: Cool. What about your buddy over there, Peter?
1: He's doing good so far. He is I'm getting good. him
3: on now. Get him on now. Yeah. Y'all, yeah. is he into rap? Th- Does Peter like the rap? Yeah. 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 Oh, fucking cool. I'm a good rapper. He
4: is a good rapper.
3: Yeah. He's going to like me.
4: He's going to love you.
3: He yeah. Is he going to go
4: on your world tour, Frankie?
3: Y'all, Yo, Pete, you there?
1: I am here.
3: Y'all, what's up, Pete?
1: I'm I'm chilling.
3: How are y'all Yeah, yo, I'm hotting. That's like the opposite of t- chilling. hotin'. It's, it's hot. like hot, Yeah. What are you looking for, Petey? Looking for. I, I was just grabbing my
1: vape. I left it upstairs. So I'm going back oh yeah,
3: you vape? What you vaping? You got some cotton candy or something flavor in there?
1: Fruity Pebbles. Nah, I was just mint.
3: Yeah, that's kind of lame.
4: Like a urinal mint.
3: Nah, nothing too fun. Yeah, that's oh, alright. T- How you doing, Frankie? You, you, can't Frankie. Be, you can't be fun all the time. Frankie, I have mean, you I, I been am. following the politics? Yeah. Have you?
4: Uh, did you hear who's the president over here, Frankie?
1: Biden is the new president of the United States. In
3: yeah.
4: and,
1: and, and the, and the early data says COVID-19, is vaccine is 95% effective
4: so far yes yes Biden's gonna get us all the vaccine.
3: Biden's gonna destroy the COVID-19 that's one of my COVID-19 songs Biden got that COVID-19 and he made it a bitch Biden Joe Biden Joe Biden won the presidential election and he's gonna beat COVID He's gonna bring it into the ring, he's gonna have some boxing gloves, and so is COVID, and they're gonna go for the one-two punch, COVID ain't gonna win, cause COVID can't win a boxing match against Biden, Biden, he gonna beat COVID in a boxing match, and then it would be gone. Cause once you beat COVID-19 in a boxing match, it's just gonna be like, man, I suck at life. And it's gonna go away. It's gonna go back to the bat that it came from.
1: Yeah. you yeah, still there? Alright, my audio cut out?
3: Yeah, that's a shame. What's
1: that? Uh, I didn't know if y'all were still there. My audio just cut out. Yo, what up? Yeah, we're still here. Did your audio I, cut out? I, Robin Slim. Robin and Slim. I was on mm. Bass Guy show at 2.20 p.m. length time mm. earlier today. I love the Bass Guy. How's I, he doing,
4: I li-
3: Frankie? I like some Bass Guy. He's doing
1: good so far.
4: He's the best. I love Bass Guy. Frankie, uh, what do you feel about COVID? Is it going to yeah. impregnate? Our holidays.
1: 2020 is the COVID 19 infinity war. In 2021, it's gonna be COVID 19 endgame. What about this winter? Is it gonna be COVID? Yeah, like we gonna beat Thanos or something? A lot of snow and cold all across North America, Europe.
3: Someone called Steve Austin, and with coal. Yeah. i the northern hemisphere. What about why is it so cold all of a
4: sudden, Frankie?
3: Are polar bears crying or something? Polar ice caps, mm-hmm. mountain up in the Arctic, that's one. That's
1: cool. What's up, Pete? Chilling. Frankie, why don't you tell... Why Yo, how how don't you will... tell us what the next pandemic is going to be? What do you tell Dylan mm-hmm. and I? The next uh, pandemic like COVID-19 will happen, they'll be after my death. A hundred gonna... years after your death, isn't that right? Around a hundred years from now.
3: Y'all yeah. thought yeah, so you like patient zero of the new pandemic or something, Frankie?
1: Yes, yeah, sir. And psychic. Like, uh, and the next 100-year pandemic, like COVID-19 or Spanish flu, down will be 100 years from now. I'll what, be dead by then. What about PV? <laughs> I got I got AIDS. I don't live that long. Right. You have AIDS. <laughs> yeah.
4: How'd you get that?
1: Oh, long story. I'm not gonna. I go go,
4: go into on. No, go into that. that. Why did two Why two did you? How did you hit us up?
1: AIDS, and I got one of those two ways, and I just found out that I, that last year. So. Really? How, how
4: are you treating? How are you tre- treating dying. that PD? How are you so treating treatable. that PD AIDS? Huh? What? What? Oh, what? Did your audio cut out? Uh, why'd you hit I, us up? What, what do you he, want? What, what are you trying or... to get? What are you trying to get? Famous off of Frankie? Nah. No. Nah. What do you What, he he what do you got? Buddy? What do you got, buddy? What do you got, buddy, pal? Besides AIDS, nah. what do you got?
1: Where I got? Yeah. Uh, what do you got? What do you got well, for us? What do you got for a show? For one. Anybody. Anybody listening to this right now? If they If they don't have frankie's bowel head yet they are slacking okay and
4: uh and what else and what else do you have friend
1: i don't know i what don't know do you, what else you all got
4: what else you all got what do you got on your fucking facebook page i don't know
1: if you want to read that i don't know i don't, know. Know. So I don't think we do not, like, i don't think we do what about our uh, brain
4: harvesting over there over there what do you got what do you got
3: yeah you're doing the brain harvesting <laughs> yeah
4: got a brain harvesting song
3: yeah though brain harvesting there's a lot of things you can harvest you can harvest some corn you can harvest some wheat you can harvest a lot of things but let me tell you about something you didn't know You didn't know that you can harvest a brain you can harvest a brain you can harvest the juice inside of a brain and that is more important than the corn juice inside of a brain is gonna get you a lot farther than corn on the cob let me tell you how you harvest the juice of a brain you cut a little hole in the head and you put a little straw in there and you suck that's right you suck you suck until you taste those brain juices and they taste like knowledge that's right because the only thing in the brain is knowledge. So when you drink that brain juice, you taste knowledge. You don't get knowledge, you're still gonna be fucking stupid. But you're gonna taste it. Do you know what knowledge tastes like? It doesn't taste like corn. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of penguins. Do you ever brain harvest a penguin? It's not like the regular brain juice that you get from a human. It's a different kind of brain juice. Yeah, it's like the brain juice that you get from a penguin. It's a little sweeter. It's a little fishy. You ever have a sardine? It kind of tastes like that. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, big bird. Yeah, big bad, You know the, you know the vibes. Yo, what's up, Frankie? What's up, Frankie? So, like in twenty, would you
4: let Donald Trump go on tour with you if he needed a gig?
3: Yeah. Frankie, would you let Donald Trump go on a tour with you if he needed a gig?
1: That means it. Uh... And, uh, I'll be seeing
3: all those other guys, too. Dude, like what other guys?
1: I'll be seeing Elon Musk is one, and Donald yeah, Trump that's is cool. another... Yeah, cool. Space
3: boy. Trump. Space Karen.
1: Space Karen. Space Peter.
3: Uh, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do with Elon and Musk?
2: Kanye.
3: Yeah. And Kanye. Kanye. I like the Kanye. He's cool. Yeah, he's like a Superman or something. You remember when he was like Superman? Yeah, nobody remember that.
1: Nah, I don't remember. One was kind of his. uh was that a music video?
3: Yeah, now he was Superman. That this like a thing. I thought it was a gay fish. Yeah. it was a gay fish, I think too. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. so. Yo, Peter, what do you do for a living?
1: Uh, right now, I'm bitcoins. In am I right? This year.
4: What burning about four coins? Year, Why you only got a baby bits?
1: But yeah, I was in crypto before that. I was
3: coasting mm. for a few years. Yo, that's cool that you do Bitcoin. I like Bitcoin. I do a lot of things with Bitcoin. Let me tell you a little bit of the stuff I do with my coin. I pull my coin out and I give it a little bit that's right I pull my coin out and I give it a little bit and then I invite some people over and I'm like hey come over here and get a bit out of my coin I'll give you a coin if you give me a bit that's right I'll show you how you bit the coin there's only one way to coin the bit you gotta bit the coin that's how you coin the bit Let me pull out my Bitcoin. Mmm. Crypto. He was the dog that had Superman powers. He was Superman's dog. His name was Crypto. His name was Crypto when he shot lasers out of his eyes. He ain't no Bitcoin though. I'm the Bitcoin though. I got a real dog. It's in my pants and it's got some Bitcoin right on the top in the coin bit Ooh. you guys remember bubble gum machines they only take a coin they take a quarter it was just a coin it was just a bit of a coin yeah that's a big coin every now and then you get a ring it would be like a plastic ring and you can give it to the girl of your dreams and she'd be like what the fuck you get this from my bubblegum machine drizz and i'd be like yo you got me but i use a bitcoin and she'd be like let's fuck dude yeah,
1: uh,
4: anybody do a good trump impression
1: nah how are you frankie can you impersonate no, trump no. you did a good no. I don't think you're fired. You're right. He says that on the Apprentice TV show.
3: Yeah, are you firing Pete?
1: <laughs> no. No.
3: Yeah. No. Yeah, who are you firing?
1: I'm firing the dictator of bad countries.
3: Yeah, that's right. Who's a dictator of a bad country? Give me a name. I will take care of them for you. Uh, the
1: Supreme Leader. Kim
3: Jong Un is one, and mm. Vladimir Putin that's mm. another. You, you all think they cool? You don't like Vladimir?
1: They probably get a lot of good boobies
4: being the dictators. What are you gonna do
1: on your world tour, Frankie? When you go to those countries, are yeah, we going to get boobies.
3: That's why Pete, you run the he's interview. He's gonna uh, motorboat that boobies. Pete. Pete. <laughs> he's got a motorboat. You gotta get him boobies, Almost. Pete. Uh. Are Yo, you Pete, going on world
4: tour? Pete, you are gonna be
3: on the world tour? With Frankie, I'm trying to go somewhere. Yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got You're it.
4: up there You're somewhere, somewhere there. It's... and there would be waves. Good old ball,
1: getting waves. It really, really babes. warm water. It really, really soft sands. And
4: Frankie said
1: South
2: Pacific, uh, Pacific South Ocean.
4: South Pacific, really? Yeah. Yeah, I grew up in the South North Pacific. Was that yeah. Europe or was that Yup?
3: Specifically can't the South. I understand
4: Ooh. that dialect. Hey, bro.
3: Hey, Robin Slim, and did you hear about that? You saw those p- photoshops in me. Yeah. Y'all, I didn't see that. Y'all, and Slim ain't here. No, yeah. it's, it's Robin Driz. Yeah, Slim had a thing to do. Y'all think he's. Slim's his, cat has he, to poop. His cat was constipated or something, so he was like, yo, I gotta be out, Driz. You got this for me, and I was like, yo, I got this for you. Yeah. Facts. Yo, yeah, you ever have a poopy cat? Eww. Frankie? What? Frankie, you ever have a cat that was constipated? You know, like, got a, a lot of poop in him?
1: Like a... That means I don't got cats in my house. Yo! Slim, Yo, what, what do you got, you
3: got then? You got like lizards?
1: Dogs? Two- Two little Pomeranian dogs. Yeah, They that's go cool. outside.
3: Yeah. So you don't have to worry about them.
1: I love dogs.
3: What are their names?
1: CJ's the big Ponderanian. Max is a little Ponderanian.
3: Who's the why bigger...
1: Why don't you ever make
3: videos with your dogs, Frankie? Yeah, I thought Frankie, why don't you make videos with your dogs? Yeah.
4: We're going to let Pete tell you what to do, Frankie. I see a Pete's Frank interview dog with dog Frankie. Dog Frankie. Pete sounds like a real
0: dick.
3: Uh, Pete sounds like a real Pete. Yo! Yo, let me tell you about my dogs. Their name was Pete. Fluffy and Stuffy. Fluffy and Stuffy were my dogs. Let me first tell you a little bit about Fluffy. He was pretty big and pretty fluffy. And I used to lick him. All over the place, he tastes great. Fluffy liked it when I licked him. He was like, Yeah, that's right. That's noise, Fluffy me when I liked him. I licked him all over and I put some peanut butter on him. I know that you're supposed to put the peanut butter on your dick, but I was like, nah. I'm gonna put the peanut butter on Fluffy and lick it. That's right. I licked the peanut butter off of Fluffy and he was like "Ooh, Yeah Fluffy That's all I got about Fluffy let me tell you about Stuffy Stuffy Didn't really like me Every time I went by Stuffy he was like "Ah!" Yeah Stuffy was like Aah! So I didn't know what to do with Stuffy I tried putting my dick in Stuffy's face And he was like So I was like, fuck Stuffy, I shot him in the face, that's right, I fucking killed Stuffy, I fucking killed him, I shot him with my shotgun, I cut him up into little pieces, and I fed him to Fluffy, Fluffy didn't know he was eating his best friend, Mm, That's right, Fluffy, ate his best friend, Stuffy, that's right Fluffy, fuck you, Fuck you Fluffy! I made you eat your friend Stuffy. Yeah, cuz he didn't. Premium Why didn't anything to do it with my penis? Got <laughs> my dog story. That's all I got. Yell, Frankie! Can I do rap songs on your world tour?
1: Yes, on the world yeah, tour.
3: Yeah, I- dope. Yo, can you and I rap together? Remember when we used to rap together? You wanna to do a rap yeah. song together? Let's do one right now. Give me a second here. Frankie and the hey. Drizz hey, and PD.
2: Yo,
3: w'e on the stage. We gonna beat COVID-19, and then once we beat COVID-19, what are we gonna do? Frankie, what are we gonna do when we beat COVID-19? That means
1: 2020 is COVID-19 event War. 2021. Yeah. COVID-19 Endgame.
3: In 2021, we gonna beat the COVID-19. That's right, Frankie. Now, Frankie, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Right now, we in Tuan Twan. Is 2021 gonna be Tuan Tuan plus one?
1: Yes, it's gonna
3: be uh, COVID-19.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: So in 2021, when the years go up, does the COVID go up in number as well? Like, is it yeah, gonna COVID be COVID-20? COVID? Well.
1: 2021 will start off as bad on January 1st. Yeah. Then it's COVID-19 goes downhill afterwards.
3: That's cool. What about the weather in 2021? Is that a concern? When the start off as
1: really bad when you're all across Northern Hampshire. Then the weather gets better and lightning fades away. Then it's going to be less active hurricane season 2021 since the La Nina is gay season 2021.
3: What about the dinosaurs? Can you tell me uh, about the
1: dinosaurs?
3: Then it will be more Pacific
1: typhoons in the Western Pacific like Japan, South Korea, China. Yo, alright, next song
3: this is my yeah. Brova19 with Frankie and Pete. Yo. We out here in Canada, we on a stage or something, me, Frankie, Pete, we in front of the world and here's what we got to say, what we got to say, Frankie P, what we got to say.
1: Stay back. How many feet, Frankie? 48
3: feet darn. COVID-19. Not enough feet for Pete. Not enough feet for Pete. Not enough feet for Pete, but there's enough feet for Pete. <laughs> Not enough feet for Pete, but there's enough feet for Frankie and the Driz.
4: Frankie loves the feet.
3: Loves yeah. Feet. Let me tell you the true story. The real story. The real McCoy about Frankie and the Drizz and Pete. And Pete's the boy. Frankie and the Drizz and Pete went on tour together. And after uh, about the third or fourth show, Frankie and the Drizz were like, We gotta get rid of this Pete guy. And Pete's like, I just got paid. And so they told Pete. And they told Pete he was a Pete. They told Pete. They told Pete, they were like, hey, Pete, we going on stage in this place. And they went on stage. Yeah, they went on tour with Pete. But what Pete didn't know was that Frankie and uh, Driz had a couple chainsaws. They had a couple chainsaws, and together. they chopped him up they chopped him up and they put him in a dog bowl and they fed him the fluffy that's right fluffy ate pete fucking fluffy's a monster he's eating everyone and he fucking ate pete it's crazy yeah but then after that Frankie and the dredge went on to do great songs they changed the world they got rid of racism they got rid of COVID nineteen. Trump died just because Frankie and the Driz were together. Yeah, that's right. Frankie and the Driz, they changed the world. They got rid of Trump and COVID nineteen. And made Biden president. Yeah. Yeah, alright, we gotta let you guys go. Where can everybody find you, Frankie? I will
1: see you in December.
3: Love you. Bye. Bye Have a good night. <laughs> I
4: hate Pete. Fuck Pete. He's a douche.
3: <laughs> he is exactly what you said. Yeah. Because it's like everything fucking Pete wanted to talk about was like, oh, Frankie. He's like trying to puppeteer Frankie. Yeah. Frankie, tell him about this. Frankie. <laughs> Frankie uh, B. I'm Pete. I'm gonna make you funny, Frankie. Yeah. Frankie, you should tell him this no, story. Yeah, you, to You should tell him this Pete. story. You're a
4: fucking dick. Fuck off. Fuck you, and don't expect to come on shows because you're fucking Pete. I don't know what the fuck you are. You're garbage, Pete.
3: Pete. Fuck you. Go suck a dick, Pete.
4: Suck a dick.
1: Oh Mm. Mm. Oh my god, I I wish we could suck on each other. I want to suck on you too. I'm going to suck you so hard. Suck me. Can we do this? Are, are, Are we allowed to do this? I don't care. I just want you. Fuck all of this. Let's just get the hell out of here and be whatever the fuck we want. That's evolution. That's progress. I want a family. Can we have a family?
2: Yeah. I'm more alive than I've ever been. (laughs)